Hello there, you're listening to the Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Sean Tormey, also known as Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. This week we'll also be trying out a new series, Episode Roulette, where we will watch three random episodes based on three randomly selected words. And the episodes that we got include Kelly from The Office, using her unparalleled noggin, Harry Potter, going out on a limb, and a spooky whodunit aboard a cruise ship. Stay tuned to hear what in the world we're on about and what these shows are. Oh my god. (laughs) I didn't even read that until you just said it. Sorry, sorry, continue. All right, it'll be a fun show. Interesting thing. Oh, thanks no, for, I'm, uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, thanks for being part of it, Sean. You happily decided to be a guinea pig as we piloted this out. So appreciate a, that. Thank you for the, that's the nicest terminology you could have given me. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some news. Since uh, we have you here today, I wanted to just ask you a bunch of your opinions on trailers that have come out recently and or just films for the remainder of the year that you're looking forward to. So Mm -hmm. have you seen any of the following trailers for Napoleon, Saltburn, Ferrari, Five Nights at Freddy's? You had to have seen that one. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be such a shock if i told you no <laughs> well, well let's work down the list that you give me napoleon i didn't even know like, like i knew i heard that there was gonna be like a movie about it and i remember hearing about walking phoenix being napoleon mm-hmm. funny enough when i went to go see saw x two weeks ago that's when i first saw the trailer and i was way too excited i was like this looks really good that's I, what i'm saying it, it looks, looks so it, good it looks genuinely like one of my favorite movies this year when it comes out and i didn't realize how soon it came out it just looks like god i was i was sitting there with my friend um my like my roommate who's an acting major up here in new york and <laughs> he was like bro what i wouldn't give to be in that movie and i'm like dude say that looks amazing napoleon looks amazing it does dude dylan was saying that he didn't think it looks good what? Like we, I know we were sitting in front of a, a a movie. I forget which one it was, but the Napoleon trailer started, and he's like, "Oh, this doesn't look good." And I haven't seen the trailer yet because I was waiting to see it on the big screen because oh I knew the God. trailer had release online. But I was like, "No, nah, I want to see this trailer on the big I screen." Ridley Scott, Napoleon, and then I watched it, and I was like, "This looks incredible." What are you talking about? And he's like, "Nah, I don't know." He also he just doesn't like Ridley Scott's uh, historical epics. I guess he's not I mean, a Gladiator fan either. But I love like- Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> We're like not even five minutes in. I'm learning too much. Dylan, my poor boy. Yeah. Go back, we listen to talk. our uh, our Ridley Scott director analysis. You'll hear his thoughts on Gladiator, but did, did he's not the biggest fan. Did you talk about The Last Duel in that one too? Because I thought I remember y'all talking about We that. did. Yeah, in the second part. He liked that one. I also what? really like Last Duel. Oh, God. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that one, on Last Duel? He hated House of Gucci. <laughs> makes fair. sense I, i'm okay with that but he liked last duel um, how do you i just i mean to each opinion their own but like more than gladiator yeah I don't know. we'll know. uh oh we'll let him defend himself sometime soon maybe in our <laughs> pre-show before the uh horror special that we got coming Ooh. up if you can take him to task for it but you know what sean <laughs> you and me uh, you won't be in town i don't think but 
we will when enjoy it? Napoleon. We can't November? see it together. Uh, yeah, late November. I'll be down so. for Thanksgiving. Man, we'll have to see then. Maybe uh, maybe it'll line up because it, it releases. Yeah, late November. I'm wondering if it will have a Thanksgiving release date. Mm-hmm. Um, but that should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. What about uh, Saltburn? Saltburn, Emerald Fennel, Barry Keoghan, Jacob mm-hmm. Lordy. Yeah, uh, the Flash. Oh wait, not sorry. That's Ezra Miller. Sorry. How? Why, why was I about to say that? Dare I meant to say the Joker for some reason. For I, Barry I Keoghan. Yeah. I got their hi- hairstyles mixed up for a second. Um, yeah, the Joker and um the douchebag from uh, a <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it looks it looks good. It looks interesting. I mean. I don't know anything about it. When I saw the trailer, I did see the trailer for it. When I saw the trailer for it, I was just like confused because it was like just nothing I heard of. And I recognized the actors. Um, I didn't recognize the director, I, but also didn't do any research on the director. And then when I saw the title, I said, I don't know what this is, but I'm interested. <laughs> I won't say it looks like great, but I'll say I'm interested. And then Five Nights at Freddy's. Movie so I'm, I'm curious about your <laughs> opinion on it. Movie of the year. What Movie of the year. Yeah. There's nothing else to say. Like, <laughs> I've watched every trailer. I can already tell it's gonna get five out of five stars. It's gonna win every Oscar, <laughs> and all the 13 year olds are gonna go crazy. I'm kidding. I mean, I, for honestly, this movie. Weirdly enough, I remember they had like an i like it was like announced that there's a movie for it in like 2015, and then it just got thrown on the back burner until Blumhouse picked it up. I think like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And knowing that Blumhouse picked it up makes me happy because that means. A, they can probably make more and B, it'll probably at least be good or like decent. You know what I mean? Like maybe not good because I don't like PG-13 horror movies, but it's also Five Nights at Freddy's. They want to draw in the younger audience. So that's why that's why it's PG-13. But from what I saw, it it actually looks kind of good. I mean, having, what is his name? I keep forgetting his name. It's Stu from Scream. No, Stu from Scream. What's his name? Matthew Lillian. Yes, thank you. I, I feel so bad that I keep like, forgetting his name recently but i have having him in the movie oh josh Hodgson too but that's like a weird one but having matthew lillard in the movie that's already a big draw for me it looks good though yeah i think the the animatronics definitely look good i think it is also funny that it's like yeah the pg-13 they want to have the younger crowd but it's like think about it when it came out and the whole fan base was like little 12 year olds and 11 year olds 10 year olds <laughs> me oh they're adults like they're adults yeah i mean we were a little slightly <laughs> older than that when it came out but um yeah like the whole fan base the reputation was that yeah they're the squeakers the little kids <laughs> and yeah, then they're all like they are voting age at this point mm-hmm. so that's kind of crazy to think of, of yeah it's been almost 10 years since the original game came out yeah. So everyone's all grown up. <laughs> so what's your uh, most anticipated films for the remainder of the year? We got Napoleon. You're on board for that. I, nice. I, yeah, I think Napoleon is my most anticipated. I mean, the, since January 2023, like beginning of this year, it was Five Nights at Freddy's, but that literally comes out next week. Like mm. that movie is just going to be so much fun. Like it's not even going to be, I'll be honest, because I'm a horror fan. I'm, it won't scare me. Nothing about it will be scary, but it's <laughs> right. just, I don't, I'm not trying to say like for like the meme or the joke of going, like I'm genuinely interested in going, but in like, for me being like honest, it's Napoleon. Ever since I saw that trailer, that movie just looks amazing. I'm so excited for Napoleon. Great answer. Me too. So pumped. All right. 
for uh, the box office breakdown for October 13th to the 15th, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, made $92.8 million. Crazy. Huge, massive opening. However, the hype was real beforehand, so it, there were some uh, over overinflated expectations. Mm-hmm. It did not dethrone Joker, which actually had a $96 million opening. I reported that wrong. I thought it was $91 million, but it turns out it's $96 million. So its record is protected wow. for the biggest October opening. Um, we'll Taylor Swift. Say what? So we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, legitimately though, if they didn't do the peacock thing, it might have. Yeah, it might have. Um, We'll still see, but yeah, who knows? Five Nights at Freddy's fans, they might uh, drive it up and break the record. Imagine that Taylor Swift getting beaten out by Five Nights at Freddy's. That'd be so weird to see like like the top three October openings. It would be Five Nights at Freddy's (laughs) and then Taylor Swift and then the Joker. Do you know how funny that would be? It would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift, 82% female audience, very much expected, but yeah, they went out, supported (laughs) Taylor Swift, threw all the money they could at her, had a great time, it seems, 123 million worldwide. So again, by far the biggest opening for a concert film ever. Yeah. It's already outgrossed, like, I think every concert film's domestic run, aside from maybe the Michael Jackson one. So, and that was just in one weekend. So we have at least three more weekends of Taylor Swift dominating. Um, <laughs> she does Maybe. not, She there's no showtimes for the week. So it'll literally oh. just be like weekends that people come out um, it- and watch it. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, in second, it's The Exorcist Believer with 11 million. Your favorite movie, of course. No, I'll debate <laughs> with Dylan on that one too. Uh, Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, 6.8 million. Saw X at 5.6 million. The Creator, 4.3 million. The Blind at 1.9 million. A Haunting in Venice, 1.9 million. The Nun 2 with 1.6 million, making its domestic total at 83 million. And The Equalizer 3 falling below 1 million with 950,000, getting its domestic total to 90 million in its seventh weekend. Oh, okay. And then finally, right below that is Dumb Money, still holding on with 900000 this weekend. Indeed. So quite a drastic difference from mm-hmm. the first place in the top 10 and the 10th uh, <laughs> place. But there you go. True, true. Now for the predictions for this upcoming weekend, the 19th to the 21st, my most anticipated film. And it's so close. It's here. Killers of the Flower Moon. Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, a whole bunch of others in a epic $200 million film yeah. about the Osage murders. This is going to be pure cinema, <laughs> and I cannot wait. However, is it going to be a blockbuster? No, which is sad. It should be yeah, well. like Oppenheimer levels. Like We should have been able to replicate that same with napoleon too like these True. these are the films that should be dominating because mm-hmm. um, the craftsmanship is off the charts but i'm predicting about 35 million for killers of the flower That's moon so low. i know but it's just you know scorsese's never had like yeah. a crazy crazy track record 
um at the box office anyway it's a long film three and a half hours so that was my main thing yeah i feel like that's gonna turn some people away like who's really gonna i would but but like who's gonna sit there and watch that for three and a half hours the normal human attention span is so low anyways yeah nowadays for sure yeah do you want to venture a guess yeah because i was thinking like it looks so good but the the time might steer away like i was i wanted to go like a solid 50 mil at least but like I'll say 40, so I'm not too far off from you, but I have a bit of faith because the names of the, like in the film, like Leo and Robert De Niro, and then like the, the director, of course. And it, it looks good. Like if people have seen it, they're probably interested, but I, I really think the, uh, the runtime is going to steer a lot of people away. Yeah, possibly. I would love for it to get over 40 mil. That'd be fantastic. Um, but yeah, we will, we will have to see. Okay, let's now jump into the main segment episode roulette so new series that we're trying out what is episode roulette well we go on to a random website a word search word generator i don't know which one was the one that you actually used um but we go on there and pick out a few random words and then from those words we go onto certain streamers because the search feature there, they can pull up obviously like the movie titles and the episode or the show titles, but they can also pull up the titles of specific episodes. So that was something that I had just noticed way back when uh, browsing through, trying to find some stuff, and then I saw these random episode titles like season four, episode seven of Psych or something that pops up, and I'm like huh, it's a fun way to just find the new random shows and random episodes of those shows to watch. So I thought, hmm, this could be an interesting little little gag for the show if we did this. And then there's never been a time where I was able to try it out. We're always so stuffed with our schedule. But since Dylan was out this week, Sean, we were planning on doing something anyway. Mm-hmm. Um but I was like, you know what? Why don't we why don't we bring him in? He's always down to try things out. And let's do this episode roulette. And you were game for it. You were down. So we uh What a ride it's been. <laughs> it has been a ride. We uh like getting it all together too. We were on the phone looking through the words that we wanted to pick, then searching it up through HBO Max mm-hmm. and Peacock and Hulu and all this to try and find the uh the shows. And I think we we found a good Good selection, a very diverse, interesting, weird selection. Yeah, it really was, weirdly enough. I was surprised on how, like, much variety there was in our selection. I'm I'm happy with it, but, you know. Exactly. All right, so what are the three words that we ended up choosing semi-randomly? Again, we got the random generation of it, and then we were sort of just searching through with some of these words to see what comes up um, and settle on some of those shows. So what were our random words? So we had like a selection of, I think I put in 10. And then from there, we went with the word brain, the word branch, and the word water. Nothing too specific, a bit broad. But when looking up episodes, that's probably a bit helpful. And it gives us more like variety, like look through the episode names instead of something too specific. So I thought they were pretty good. And like we said, we found we found some good selections based off those words. Exactly. So for the show that tied with the word brain the one that we got from that (laughs) which episode of which show was it 
It was the last episode or episode 10 of Velma, the hit show on HBO Max or Max. I just call it HBO Max. I don't care. But the episode is called The Brains of the Operation. Exactly. There you go. So that was our first selection there. Velma season one, episode 10. Then for Branch, we had, which is so funny when it popped up because <laughs> we were looking through Branch um, and then we were scrolling through the episode titles and you and I landed on the same at thumbnail the same at the same time. <laughs> and I know because thing. you said, is that? And that was my exact <laughs> internal monologue as I'm looking at a picture of what seems to be Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe. in this like makeup and this whole like outfit. <laughs> Looking like he's a diva about to go do some performance or something. So I was like, we had landed on the same exact show. So yeah, Yeah. it was meant to be. We had to do it. So the show Miracle Workers, season three, episode four, titled Oregon Trail, What Happens in Branch Water. So that was our second selection. And both of those were like 30 minute shows. So we were like, okay, we can throw one more in there. Um, both of those are on HBO Max. Over on Hulu, for our third uh, word, water, water, what was the show that we ended up discovering? You found a pretty interesting one, because, I, yeah, you found it. It's called Wreck, as in, like, W-R-E-C-K, Wreck, like a shipwreck. Season 1, Episode 6, also the final episode of, like, this season, at least, and it's called Water Off a Duck's Back. There you go. So, Water Off a Duck's Back. Um, I think it'd be fun to, if we ever do this again, we should like choose a word that's in one of the episode titles of the previous shows we've done. I think we should mm-hmm. look for duck next. I think that'd be fun <laughs> okay. to find okay. episodes that, of shows good. with duck in there. Because it could either be the animal or like the, like the movement of ducking. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, water <laughs> off a duck's back. So an interesting title there. <laughs> We find like another like Oregon Trail episode with duck in it. We just decide <laughs> to watch that. That'd be hilarious. Um, but all right, so those are the three shows: Velma, animated show; Miracle Workers, a uh, live action comedy show; mm-hmm. and then Wreck, a horror, horror thriller, we, mystery horror, type thing. Thriller, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those were the three shows, and then that one was a full like hour long show. It was. On, I forget what it, because we found it on Hulu, but you could tell through the episodes. Like, it definitely was cut for, uh, like, a cable television, like, having those commercial breaks. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it ended up being, like, 48 minutes or something. Yeah. So, did you watch it in order? Like, our show one, two, three, did you watch it in that order, or did you switch it up? Almost. I did start with Velma, but I did switch the last two, because... I knew Velma was short, so I got I got that out the way first. I thought Miracle Workers before going back to it was longer, but what I did was I tried to start with what I think would be the worst and work <laughs> my way up. Because so, Daniel Radcliffe, I just love, and he's the only thing I knew about these shows besides a little bit of Velma. But we'll get into that when we talk about it. So I watched Velma and then Wreck, also because I have Hulu with ads, sadly. So it was an hour long, and the ads for me were weirdly placed so like that was like the worst part about it but i did that was second and then miracle workers i watched last again which is like not even 30 minutes so that was pretty fast right for sure yeah i i watched it in a little bit different i watched it as wreck first 
just because oh, wow. I was curious about that one. I wanted to do something mm-hmm. where, like, yeah, save the best for last. So Miracle Workers, I was planning to have last. All right, good, good. <laughs> with Wreck, I was going to watch that with my dinner because I was like, all right, I want to eat. Um, but I want to be, like, somewhat compelled by what I'm watching. So I wanted to watch that. Yeah. And then in between, I was going to watch Velma so that in case that was not the greatest, hopefully Miracle Workers, Daniel Radcliffe would be able to pick me back up. Um, I also watched it. I had a, was a, originally planning to watch it all in one go, but I split it up. I watched Rack and Velma last night, and then earlier today I watched Miracle Workers. Um, you also, earlier today, technically, watched these three shows. So talk about how that happened. You're about to out me? Okay. <laughs> Well, I am normally a night owl. Let me get out the way. And um, so last night around 1 to 2 in the morning, because I was like, oh, I got to watch these shows. I want to watch them before I do anything tomorrow. So I know when like we're recording and stuff and I want to just like sleep going in with like the knowledge. of Okay, I've watched this. Let me have the sleep to digest. I'll wake up. I'll re look at some stuff and then we'll record. So I watched the Velma episode 1 to 2 in the morning. And then um, I got a phone call. <laughs> at two in the morning but that's not the important part and then when i got off the phone um i watched wreck and the mural miracle workers from uh 4 a.m to 6 a.m <laughs> <laughs> and then i took a nap until now <laughs> wow Crazy. but i remember everything i mean yeah it's fresh in your mind yeah. it's very recent so there you go i did exactly what i said i'd do it just <laughs> took a bit longer than i thought mm-hmm. but all right there we go. So then it was also the other component of it is, yeah, these are random episodes of these shows for Velma and Wreck. It was the season yeah. finale. Um, but I think that kind of component of like going in blind cool. is fun. Um, we did that. I don't know if you listen to it, but the first V finale um, where we, I made Dylan watch the first episode and last episode of the show The 100 on CW. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah, good. I think it's just fun to be able to see, like, for that, it's like, oh, the progression of the show, how it changes from beginning to end. For these, yeah. it's just us being dropped in at a random point mm-hmm. um, based on whatever that, like, that like random word is. And then we just see what happens. So, yeah, I kind of enjoy that. Uh, funny thing about curious that. Curious little right? way to find a new show. But, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Funny thing about that. I did like what we did, especially because this is, I never thought of this. It's so funny that we have the same exact mind because as a joke, like a year or two ago, me and my friends sat down and watched the first and last episode of a show, but it wasn't meant to be good. It was a joke. We watched Riverdale <laughs> first and last episode. Oh my episode, God, yeah. And we tried to just figure out what happened from season one, episode one to like season five, episode like 12. And we're like, <laughs> don't, and by the way, don't do that with Riverdale. <laughs> There's going to be too many questions. We are, that's the plan. <laughs> I have, because I have a couple shows where I want to do that with. And oh, the, no. the, I think the idea came from the walking dead just because i wanted to get him to watch that's the walking good. dead or see like that's the good. how big it changes so that's one i want to get but then also riverdale i'm like that has to be the one because mm-hmm. you just keep hearing about like the craziest <laughs> thing that happens on the show like every now and then i'll just look through on my like news feed which is mm-hmm. curated to be all about like film and tv stuff so i'll just see stuff from like riverdale episode veronica or cheryl becoming yeah. a telepath or a something a superhero and is trying to block a meteorite or something i'm like what is going on so i just think it'd be so funny to uh to do that and introduce dylan to it because he also like you can appreciate like trashy stuff 
I feel like. Like you can get enjoyment out of it. You're like, this is bad, but I'm having fun with how bad this is. Mm-hmm. Dylan, I don't think is like that. Like he yeah, just, yeah, I feel like he just gets pissed not. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> and that's what makes it funnier. I think it'd be yeah, even funnier to have him watch Riverdale and he'll just be so upset about like why am I wasting my time doing this? But it'll be it'll be great content. So yeah, funny. Riverdale is one that we have marked down to to do that. The funny thing about that is, well, what I was going to say was it might be better as well to wait till Riverdale ends. I think it's on its last season or maybe it did end. I think it already finished, yeah. Okay, then that's perfect. You Then you definitely have to do that now. But the funny thing is, the reason we thought of that is because I think this was even funnier is me and my friend, this was, I think, like winter 2021 or 2022. I told my friends about the Twilight movies and I've never seen them. He's like, I haven't either. And we looked at each other, we're like is there really five movies and there's like a part one and part two. And that led to us being like, let's watch the first one and then breaking down <laughs> part two and take a guess of what happened. And I, we recorded the whole thing like on one of our phones. Cause we would like pause the talk in between almost right. like a talk show style thing, like kind of how we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And it was so the first movie is, is did, for the time, probably genuinely good, but it's just so funny to watch. And then when you watch the second one, there's so many new characters, Ryan. I don't I don't remember any of the names. And the second movie just rendered the rest of the other movies pointless. Not pointless, but like there's no point to watching the second film is what I'm saying. So that mm. led to Riverdale, and that was just so funny. So I love doing stuff like that. You definitely get Dylan to do that. It's so funny. Yeah, for sure. All right, so then let's talk about uh, these shows that we yes. ended up jumping into completely blind. Velma, our show number one, The Brains of the Operation. So obviously this one, because it's based on Scooby-Doo and all that, we have a much better understanding mm-hmm. of what's going on. And then also, yeah, I'm sure you, as I uh, did, heard a lot about the show when it was coming yes. out and then the reactions to it um, not being so great. And so this being season one, episode 10, is really, I think, going to be the series finale. Actually, let me double check that, see if it has been renewed. Well, right, why don't you go up. ahead and uh, mention yeah. your thoughts on this show? Let me start with um, just so I'm a, just so I'm honest with you. When that when it first came out, which was whenever it was, I won't lie. I was curious on how, how bad it was. I saw the first episode and I didn't make it through the second one, um, but I forgot everything that happened. So that's why I didn't say anything because I haven't watched mm-hmm. any other episodes since. And I don't remember one thing about the show other than I didn't like it. So I'm like, okay, this will actually be really funny if we watch the last episode of Velma and just see what happens. But um, um, I don't even know what to say about it because like, well, first off, there's no Scooby in the show, obviously. And a lot of the characters are taken differently. And it's obviously centered around Velma, which mm-hmm. is like fine. But the direction they go with is very weird. But like basic, like overall, are we, are we going to talk about spoilers as well? Obviously. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so we're spoiling these shows. Yeah, definitely. So pretty much what I gathered is from watching that episode is that Velma slash Velma's mom throughout the series is framed for like murdering a couple of high schoolers for something, and so this episode takes place that. Her mom is now in jail by the on death row and Velma's just trying to prove that it's not her and that there's the killer still out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I can't tell you what happened before this episode. Like I, I wasn't like confused. I feel like I got the show's premise and plot pretty easily. 
because it's not yeah. like a hard plot and it's supposed to be a comedy so there's like a lot of just bad jokes thrown in there and yes the jokes are bad like i may have like laughed once or twice that's just because it was a bit more like cringy and like a bit more like i don't know like i don't know what audience it was really playing to like i guess like teens i guess i don't know yeah i had questions about that too um my my thing was yeah the plot was i think super easy to follow because they explained it like nine times in the thing of like here's what's going on here's what's going on we need to stop my mom from getting framed and all this this, and that they mentioned that multiple times they mentioned the whole like fred's mother being in charge of that one organization so that was like very obvious i don't know if Mm -hmm. in the previous episodes we had already known that she's like obviously up to no good or if this was like the actual reveal in this episode but that was like so clear as day what was going to be the reveal um so yeah that stuff i thought was very very simple obvious easy to follow so even though it was like episode 10 it felt yeah it didn't feel like there were nine episodes before this first of all i don't know how they stretched that out i guess i mean it could have been this is a finale so maybe it was a slightly extended episode and all the other ones are more like 20 minutes um rather than 30 to 30 still yeah yeah but i'm watching but yeah again for me the the problem with it is, and they do, I mean, they're trying to make it an origin story because they're in like yeah. high school. And then mm-hmm. they're like, at the very end, you see them moving more towards like the original per- personalities that we know. But these are just not like the same characters and there's no Scooby-Doo. So just it just, whole, yeah. it just doesn't, it's like, why do a Scooby-Doo show? without Scooby-Doo and where none of the characters act the same way. Like Shaggy, right, is known as just Norville here. And mm-hmm. I just... He's like the complete opposite of actual Shaggy. Yeah, he's like, clearly there's nothing about him other than the green shirt that is yeah. reminiscent of, like, Shaggy and his whole character, his whole deal. And again, he has no Scooby. Fred, I don't know what they were doing with that character. Like, they were making him, a, just making I know, just a goofball, a, yeah. a stupid, yeah... Like, like simultaneously of, a meathead, but then also just like a. Instead of making like Shaggy the comedic relief that I kind of remember, because that like I feel like Shaggy and Scooby would be that. It was kind of Fred, mm-hmm. but not in like a way that he's like funny. More just like he's like you said, like a goofball. Like when something happens to him, like you can't help but laugh. Whereas Shaggy and Scooby are genuinely funny characters, so mm-hmm. like it didn't feel the same. But I don't know. It, it was weird what they did with Fred, I guess. Yeah. Especially. That was strange. Um, Daphne, I guess, was okay, but I also couldn't really pin down like what she... they wanted to do with her character. Like, uh, some parts they wanted her to be like more than I guess just what that like stereotype about the character has been. But then on the yeah. other times they lean into that of her just being like, you know, the looks and all this. I guess she had some backstory with her mother. Um, yeah, what well, that was. I wanted. I was gonna mention that when we like kind of got to it. I don't know where that came from. I yeah, I don't know where that came from either. But that was at least somewhat interesting but it's like i don't know how this fits in with like what she's doing because yeah. she herself didn't seem like actually interested in like solving she's, mysteries or things yeah. like that again so it was like weird what they were trying to do with that um and then yeah back to your point of like who is this for because it's it's like no the many of the uh bit too inappropriate yeah many of the language that they use or the references are making yeah it's like too inappropriate for it to be kids but then all of the like the plot stuff, the character stuff that they're doing, they're so basic and obvious that it feels like it is meant to be for like a very young audience. Mm-hmm. But 
it's not. So it's like in this weird middle ground where it just is not compelling enough to be like for adult audiences. And it's also oh, yeah. not kid friendly enough to actually be for like kid or family audiences. Um, and some of the like animation too, like they were showing those lobotomized heads or whatever. They were showing the so like, casual blood splatter. It was, like, so casual, which is like, end, it's yeah. fine if you're trying to make it distasteful, but like with this kind of like show, like they're definitely trying to make it funny, but still keep a consistent plot. And the only way they do that is they, like you said, they have the characters re-explain what's going on and then they throw jokes in around it. But then they add like this weird, like, like graphic animation as you put here that just does like it like counteracts everything it's going for so they're like they're throwing in ideas that don't make sense and don't like go in cohesively while still trying to stack the plot on top of it and i don't think any of it kind of works together mainly because we don't know who it fits for i don't fit for me yeah two two points i wanted to just make or i guess examples to cite from it like the whole thing about trying to she needs to get arrested to get into jail to talk that to the mom. So That's like a Disney Channel plot. Like, I think I've literally seen that in multiple Disney Channel shows. Because there are episodes, like every Disney show, they end up in jail somehow. But it's like, I'm pretty sure half the time, a character needs to get in jail themselves in order to like talk to them and get out of it. So that was like an example of somewhere I'm like, this seems like it's a kid's show. But then they're like <laughs> swearing right after that. Um, the other point too, like when she's talking to the mom, and then she goes into like the her eyes glaze over and then she's like reciting the thing that she was hypnotized with. Hypnotized with yeah. Like when she said that and then Velma responds as if that was her genuine like statement. And then she's like, oh, gosh, I can't believe that. And then she turns around and then the mom has to say it again. And then Velma catches on is like, oh, my gosh, you've been hypnotized. I was like, why did we play that out as if Velma wouldn't have recognized immediately <laughs> that the mom was like dead behind the eyes reciting something that she was hypnotized with. Mm-hmm. It's like things like that, where it's like you're doing that because you think a kid maybe wouldn't catch that, mm-hmm. but anyone over the age of like eight years old would have caught that it on the first go. Yeah. So like, why are you treating that as like, Oh, we got to tease this out. And Velma has to put two and two together after a couple times of the mom doing that. So it's like things like that, where it's like, again, that skews so towards like it being a kid's show. But all this other mm-hmm. stuff's used towards it being older. So I just yeah, don't know, know, like, who is this be. for? Yeah. doesn't know what it wants to be. My my things with it, I also had two points I wanted to bring up while we were discussing this. Is The first thing is they really make almost every character just seem dumb. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, every character forgets, like, one thing that happens or, like, doesn't realize. Like, they make Fred really dumb. Velma doesn't seem as smart as she's supposed to be. I get they're, like, younger. But, like, that scene exactly, like, Velma's like, wait a minute, but you just... You just already said that. And mm-hmm. then like, like th- this, let's get something straight. We haven't seen the whole show, but this mystery, if you even want to call it that could have been solved in what looks like two episodes. Like there's not <laughs> right. many important characters that we know of, at least because we've only seen one episode that I guess could have been framed because the only people that are framed are Velma and her mom. Mm-hmm. So, like, but then even like Norville has a dumb moment. And then like Daphne does too. Like what? Like, I get their high school is, but I feel like they're trying to make it a stereotype of like, oh, they're these quirky, dumb teens, but they also need to work together, but also they don't. Which leads into my next point is they flip all of their relationships. Like, I didn't know Daphne and Velma had a thing 
And I didn't well, I, that also seemed to be like, how much of a thing was that? Because they did that thing where like, oh, I love you, Velma. And she's like, oh, I love you, Norville. Love you, Norville. But then, then it's like afterwards, Daphne doesn't seem too bent out of shape about it. I feel like, whoa, is that supposed to be a like romantic um, interest for 10 episodes, like building up to that moment? Because it was played off as like no big deal at all. Like Daphne didn't seem to be too hurt by it. Even though she just tried to confess her love to Velma. So I was like, that seemed like they just, I don't know, it's, built that up, but then didn't actually follow through with it or let the mm-hmm. consequences of that play out. But the relationships in general, like, I don't even mean just romantically, like, they they just seem so, like, like, not even, like, not stable. Because, like, I'll take Fred as an example because he's the biggest one. Fred is so emotional in this show. He'll go from hating you to helping you out. Like, <clears throat> when when Velma went to Fred for help, Fred was, like, so mad at, at like, Velma like for something. And then she was like, I need you to get me arrested. And he just does it. And then the next time they see each other, she like makes him mad. And then, then she, then he's like, but my real friend would have been honest with me. So I appreciate them. Like, but that happens with every character. Like they go from like, what happened with Norville to be like, I hate Velma with my entire heart that I moved schools to then gets (laughs) one voicemail of her just saying, I love you. And then comes back to quote unquote, save the day, which he does which right. that's that's weird i just don't get their relationships like and then even at the end they're all fighting with the keys like true why yeah are they, all, are they friends like are they not is that the joke of the show is that like i don't i don't know it yeah doesn't... that's a good question too like fred and norville's uh relationship because the only time we see them interact <laughs> in this episode is uh norville <laughs> killing his mom so it's like... <laughs> which which makes no sense <laughs> He, he was, Fred is so easily convinced by his mom and that Shaggy also, Shaggy, sorry, Norville didn't like actually kill her. He just deflected a gunshot and the, the thing collapsed on her. Mm-hmm. And Fred's like, I love my mom, even though she killed people and wanted to get rid of my brain. And I hate Norville because he killed my mom. I don't get like, that's what I'm saying. Like the relationships and the emotions don't, don't like make sense together or just in general. Right. Like, I don't understand how I'm supposed to even feel for these characters because I didn't care about one of them. Like, they all were bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was the other thing. When it came to relationships, why does Velma, like, hate her dad or something? Because Velma got help from her dad to sneak into this place. And then when, and then at the end of the show, when she, like, busted her mom out and, like, cleared the case, she locked out her dad. I'm mm-hmm. like I'm I'm confused the relationship. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what was going on there either because there's like a baby too. So is that supposed to be? I think like, he who is that other yeah woman is that a the stepmom? I don't know. I also just don't get what's supposed to be funny about her. The one the two things she says is that she's drunk and that she's confused and then she spills wine on a baby and I'm like that's not funny, and I feel like that's intentionally she's there to be funny. Like I don't I, the characters in this just. They're very stale, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, at least. Because, like I said, I don't care about them. But, I like, I want to because it's a Scooby-Doo show, technically. But the, the cool thing about the show, I'll, I'll give it something cool. I like the references they make. Like, they call the, the brain-switching thing Project Scoob. I'm like, all right, cool. And then Freddy gets the van. That's, like, a little nod. Yeah, they do that. Um, the um, I think the best one was... <laughs> Norville's all like stressed and everything and so the guy's like have you tried marijuana <laughs> he just looks at him and then cuts away 
That's yeah, pretty that, good. That, that was like one of the parts I laughed at because I was like, that came out of nowhere, but it's it's fine. I mean, yeah. it's also the last episode of the show. Who knows what happened in between? Maybe the show exactly. is better, but it might not be. I mean, that's always why it's like, yeah, we weren't able to build relationships with these versions of the characters. True, so true. we're coming in with our own like assumptions of what they were in other iterations. Um, and so since they don't match that, that's why we're like, oh, this is sort of like out of character or inconsistent. But it's possible they could have been consistent with how they were set up in the rest of the show. Yeah. Any other final thoughts on Velma? I guess the I guess the final thoughts that we should say is will we watch the rest of the show? And uh, I think my answer is no. No, yeah, <laughs> I will not, not be. Um, will you be watching season two? Because there is in fact a second season. At least that's what's been reported that it is was there reviewed. is there like um a thing I can sign to not have a season two, whatever they're <laughs> called? Because I you know what, you know what? If it comes out, I'll do what I did this time. I'll watch the first and last episode. So we can talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, at least the first one to see if they improve anything. Yeah. Like, because I have seen the first episode. I don't remember anything about it. Obviously, like I said, I just remember not liking it. because I couldn't even get through the second episode. But the fact that I sat through and watched this one, if they can find something to improve on, like the fact, the fact that it even got renewed shows that they're probably going to do something different. So right. maybe we'll, maybe it'll get a chance. But for now, no, I will not be watching season two. Gotcha. All right, I will not be either, most likely. I mean, we'll see what it does. <laughs> Hopefully, they make you know Shaggy actually be like Shaggy. Hopefully, we'll have the uh, personality know. traits that we know and love about Shaggy. Will, That'd be such a difference. Unless have... like they expose him to weed in the show. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm hoping that line was about. Is they'll be able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on to show two, Miracle Workers, season three, episode four, Oregon Trail: What Happens in Branchwater. So, were you able to follow along with what was going on in this show? You know, it's funny. I don't think, well, yes, in the episode, yes. I don't think you need, like, any other episode to to get what's going on. Like, that episode was great. I loved everything about that episode. I felt like I understood everything that happened, mm-hmm. which wasn't a lot because it's a very short episode, but I had so much fun at 5 in the morning. I think another easily... Uh, a show that's easy to enter because it's built off of being in an anthology show, number one. Like, mm-hmm. each season apparently is a whole different thing, so it's not like this yeah, is seeing three seasons worth of whatever. This is um, just four episodes in, basically, to this new anthology, which is focusing on the Oregon Trail. And then, yeah, pretty, pretty simple to follow along with what's going on here. I mean, you got the Reverend who's, like, repressing his desires Ratcliffe, yes yeah played by daniel Radcliffe, and then he's gotta let loose from the snake oil oh my god um you got steve in a that was a surprise by the way i, it did, was, not know yeah, I did not know he was in there so I was so happy when i saw him <laughs> so him being in a never-ending tango with some other uh i don't know cowboy thief bad boy person whoever he's supposed to be um so they have their little rivalry but then also it's like a sweet little friendship too that they can bond over yeah um and then you have prudence who also in her own way is trying to let loose and not be hampered down by oh God, the that... expectations of what she'll have to be as like the the housewife in oregon the funniest thing that we'll talk about but i just remembered what you're talking about <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh my god 
So there we go. I think by far the standout is Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, he came through every time he was on screen. It's just, it's amazing. The guy absolutely leans into just doing whatever weird stuff needs to go down. And I'm, I'm very thrilled with his uh, career direction. What a big development for one episode. True. Very true. (laughs) One episode. He went from like zero to a hundred and then back to zero. (laughs) I don't know how you do that. Yeah. But oh my god, just fantastic. Yeah. He just goes berserk from the snake oil and it just keeps increasing. His uh I thought it was a great line, the basic math of like I'm having fun right now because of snake oil. And then I drink even more snake oil. I'll be having even more fun. So then he downs a little bit more. And that by that point she's like, Okay, you're like you're out of control. Because she yeah. kinda wanted him to let loose in the beginning, but then he takes it too far and then he starts singing. She'll be coming around the mountain. <laughs> and the fact that you put that in the, the thing, I just <laughs> noticed it. I was like, oh my God, right? Just so good. I never thought I'd see the the actor of Harry Potter in 1870s put on <laughs> the dazzled assless chaps and then start voguing <laughs> in a saloon. Oh my God. To, and saying she'll be coming around the mountain. So amazing. I, Truly worth it. Worth this whole uh, experiment. Just oh, to yeah. see that. He's pretty good at voguing, too. I don't know what experience he has, but I was fairly impressed. I don't know anything about it. I just remember <laughs> I was like, why are his assless chaps dazzled? And then he started voguing while singing the song. And I was like, this this is the best thing that ever happened. Like, this is this is hilarious. It's so yeah. good. This stuff was great. Absolutely great. Um, Yeah, fantastic stuff. I think for the rest of the show, the rest of it was, I don't know, because it's a, a show that's been on for three seasons. Apparently it had a fourth and final one recently, like oh. finishing like a couple months ago, like the final episode came out. Ooh, um, so, I mean, it's it had its audience for sure. I think there were, I don't know, many of the jokes felt very like simplistic and obvious. Yeah. Um, I think it's it was definitely carried by like these actors that we know and love that are just leaning into the bit, like they're fully going for it. So that's what made it enjoyable. But on the writing side of it, like, I don't know that anything was like crazy fresh or like supremely witty or anything like that. It's very Um, absurdist. Yeah, it was like, I thought the very beginning I was like, okay, like if they keep it with this where she's like showing the ankle and and then he's like fanning it with with the Bible. I was like, if we're on this level the whole way, this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> However, I think that was the best bit of the show besides was the Daniel Radcliffe doing the whole dancing thing. So, um, I mean... The, whole, the, yeah. the, 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 um, the bit with the, the main girl, I forgot her name, sorry. And then, like, all the other, like, you know, whores when mm-hmm. they were, like, talking and stuff. I forgot exactly what they said, but, Ryan, I was laughing so hard. Because I just did not expect that. They, I it was just so casual of a conversation, and then they did her like her makeup and her dress, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Wow," and they're like, "Yeah, you look just like a whore." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And so when she went up to him, was like, "Are you the ladies of the night?" And she's they're like, "It's uh 1840. We're yeah. whores, please." Whores. She's like, like, "Oh okay." What? 
at that point, I'm like, all right, we're just diving deep into this show. Like the Bible thing was funny, but nothing else really too like absurd or mm-hmm. like off the rails happened. And then they just went up and did that. And I was like, all right, it's just going to get more and more like this. Yeah, there's some missed opportunities, too. I thought they could have milked the whole uh, aces thing more like four the aces. Then he said five aces. And I was like, OK, 12. that's good. And then he went to 12 like immediately. And that's where it stopped. I was like, I could have could have played that out a bit more. But I yeah, thought that was a good bit as well. <laughs> Just didn't uh, hit the highest potential that it had. Um, I, I also like uh, the weird like little plot with um, the the bounty hunter with no name and Steve Buscemi. Because yeah. they make it purposeful that he doesn't have a name. So they keep calling him bounty hunter with no name. <laughs> and then they know like the owner of the saloon. Well, and it's also just as absurd. It's like part of my, uh, <laughs> like, you're just talking horror a second ago. I think you can say oh, pretty mean? dick Bob. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I thought it was something way worse. <laughs> that's why I said that. But that's pretty funny. <laughs> what do you I think? Was was? Oh my God. <laughs> I, a, different, a different word than dick is what I was trying to say. Like okay. a more, but also I, I didn't know. I was also a bit hesitant to say whore, but I, I forgot like whatever yeah. but when that happened i was like oh my god and they were like yeah you used to put his dick in anything any hole that was there i'm like oh my god and then they're like he has like a family now and a kid he's like yep i used to love inanimate objects <laughs> what is this character yeah and then he, the whole saloon thing was pretty funny too mm-hmm. how they were like upset like they were like genuinely upset about the times were changing yeah. yeah they can't have their guns anymore the bar fight was like not even close. Steve Buscemi complaining about the the brothel, <laughs> like how there was too many <laughs> options or something. Yeah, very very just out of like like extreme. It was very extreme and absurd, but it like like you said, it was simple. So it wasn't like it didn't feel too absurd because of how simple everything was. If that makes sense, like to me, it felt like I was just having a good time. I wasn't like, this show is crazy. Like, how could this have aired? Like, it just, it was fun. Yeah, I think so, too. The uh, the word branch did appear. It also technically got two words, branch water. So shout out to them for that. But any other final thoughts? And then would you watch the rest of the show or any other episode of the show? Um, I actually will. I probably will go back. Wow. I kind of want to start at season one, though, because I remember seeing it was like, well, no, season two, because that takes place in like the um, medieval like times, stuff, medieval yeah. times like that. Like, and if, especially because they use like the same characters or like same actors. I'm so curious what they're going to do in like the other two seasons. So I do want to watch that. And I, I just like that we found something like this because we had no idea what we we're going, what we were going into, obviously. So it was fun to find a show that I honestly might go back and watch, especially because every episode is pretty short, Mm -hmm. but it's also, it's just nice to see that there is something out there like this. That's either like super comedic as this show or like super dramatic. That is just like fun. Like it makes me want to watch more like TV. That makes sense. Cause I'm more of a movie guy than a TV guy, but watching this is like, you know what? I'm going to add this to my watch list. Like my TV show list. I I'm curious how this keeps going season by season and episode by episode. So I appreciate, I, I appreciate the show for what it is. is what That's I'm awesome. Thinking. There you go. So successful discovery of a new show that you're going to be watching. Yeah. yeah what about you? You have to let me know how it is. Yeah. Cause I will not be watching it. Um, unless you like give it a high recommendation, 
but I am curious just to know what they do. Like, what is the conceit to make it mm-hmm. an anthology? Like, are they the same exact characters like at their core and then they're just put in these new situations or is it literally it's just like entirely new characters and it's just the same uh actors portraying these different Mm -hmm. characters um that is is what i'd be curious about because yeah going from whatever they do in the first season which i think is more like normal contemporary everyday life to medieval times to oregon trail to whatever the fourth one is i'm not sure um but yeah, I think that is a pretty fascinating approach. So, yeah, you'll have to let me know what it is they do to explain all that. You think uh, you think Dylan would like that kind of show? Obviously not as, like, he would watch the whole thing, but, like, if he was here with us and he watched the episode. This show? I like it, yeah. Um, it's hard to say, because his, I don't know, his uh, comedic style, I don't know if it leans this much into, like, the just, like, wacky, absurdy stuff. But I think he, I mean, he likes Steve Buscemi, but I don't know if that would be enough mm-hmm. of a a draw to get him in there. Um, I was just hard thinking, to say. like, Dylan was here, what show do I think he would say? I think oh, he would like show, this one the best, for sure. Yeah, that, that's what I was assuming. Obviously, we'll yeah. talk about the third show in just a second. I was just curious because we were already talking about the Miracle Worker, so I'm just curious. Yeah, I think this one he would like the best by far. Um, he also, he's a big Scooby-Doo fan, so his takes on uh velma and whether that like desecrates his uh enjoyment of the scooby-doo stuff would be interesting to hear um so that's why i think that one would probably be his least favorite for that reason um and then miracle workers i think yeah he would find the most enjoyment out of it uh for the third show wreck season one episode six water off a duck's back so this one being a bit different much more um, I mean, I guess somewhat similar to Velma with there being a central mystery and a whodunit going on. Um, but this one in live action. Um, and it seems like it's trying to go for a season two. We'll talk about that uh, ending in a bit. But um, I think year? the show Wreck, I think, came out a couple years ago. I don't think it's getting a season two. Um, uh, good. But it made an attempt. So this one... Again, there's uh, characters on a cruise ship, and people are getting killed. The main character, Jamie Walsh, his sister went missing, and he's like, she would not have gone missing. So he goes on the ship to try and figure out what happens. And what happens? The rich elite on the boat, certain guests, are part of this little uh, little group, little program that will uh, kill other guests or workers that part wasn't entirely clear if they were all workers on the ship or if they're random guests that get killed but either way some of them are chosen selected for uh the killing pleasures of those rich guests on the cruise ship so yeah this shows like i think the premise of it is a really like cool idea it's really solid it's just it's not like super original to me because like there's a movie called the hunt that um is kind of like the same thing where it's like elitist rich people are hunting down um poor people naive people any like the people that would do anything for money kind of thing and then mm-hmm. the same thing with hostel but there's like a bit more like um plot to hostel like there's other things going on that sets it differently so it's kind of a bit more like hunt 
But um, yeah, I still thought the episode overall and the idea of the plot of the show is cool, especially because like on the boat, like on the ship. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the thing that differentiates it. I feel like um, I'm also I'm a big advocate for things taking place on ships and cruise ships specifically. I feel like this is an untapped like setting market. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I mean, I don't know, just from my own experience being on like mm-hmm. cruise ships and then I love the film Titanic as well. And I feel like that that approach to it even though it's from like a cruise liner over a century ago but that same feel of like you're taking all these people putting them on one place a ship that you're trapped essentially like you have to be there with those people there's no way out and it's a city unto itself right you got like the dining halls you have the nightclubs the bars the eating establishments um you have the lido deck for all of that the narrow hotel rooms all of that rooms, yeah. yeah narrow hallways you're cramped in you have the staircase there's also like a routine that you follow throughout the day of like breakfast at a certain time dinner at a certain time you do these certain things you're mm-hmm. constantly like passing the same sort of people and you like familiarize yourself with these strangers basically um i just feel like that's such a great opportunity for so many stories to take place but especially like murder mysteries and whodunits mm-hmm. and thrillers like those seem so <laughs> ripe for being exploited on a cruise ship. Like put it on a ship. Um, and I feel like there's not that many of those. So this, I like that they they did that approach of like, okay, so it's on a cruise yeah. ship. Again, there's that no way out element. That's the thing too. Like this is definitely a lower budget show. Um, and so that's reflected in some areas. Yeah. Certainly the like lighting and cinematography. I mean, that that was telling. And then the acting as well. There were quite a few that were uh, you can they were trying their best. Them. And that's can, what we can applaud them for. Okay, they were trying their can, best. You can just say most of them. <laughs> you can yeah. say most of them. I mean, and I see that you put it here because you said she was fun, but she was the worst actress. <laughs> <She> <laughs> the was. Scottish lady. Bro, she man, was, her she delivery. Was trying her best. <laughs> Her delivery on lines and the way she like presents herself and like her movement, it just, it just I was like, she needs to get off the yeah, boat. That's the thing. Luckily, she did. She, she did. The um, <laughs> I don't know if they were because certainly for some of them, like the evil guy was definitely like campy, like that was intentional. But I was yeah, trying to gauge was... how much of her performance was intentional because it's meant to be. This is also like a comedy. We were saying at the top, like, oh, the mystery thriller. It's also like it's a, a comedy. Funny. It's definitely they're throwing those jokes in there constantly. Yeah. Um. So I was like, yeah, some of this performance has to be like intentionally over the top and campy and yeah. that. But um, campy for sure. Yeah, I can't honestly say what it is, but I will say whether it was intentional or not, good or bad or not, she was entertaining. She, you couldn't look yeah. away from whatever. No, she was doing. I mean her and her <laughs> counterpart, that other guy that was like really kind of not like I don't want to call him horny, but crazy. Like when like <laughs> you know, like when the gate dropped, there was that one guy that kept rubbing his stick against the oh yeah, yeah, his yeah. baton. That was like weirdly over yeah, the that top. Guy's crazy. I'm like they just I think like the, the line that was like, Can you just be like 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 just crazy? Can you just like start like throwing in some random things? He's like, Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And he just like breaks it out and they make it like weirdly sexual. And they're like, Okay, we'll keep that. <laughs> like that, that that's his character development of the show. Very true. I like how in this one, Ryan, we had 
we definitely have the most questions. Yeah. Like, there's so many things to ask. Like, it makes me want to go back and watch the show. But, like, in my head, I'm, like, debating, like, because that guy that I just mentioned had a, had a fling with one of the poorer people. And then, like, the two guys, um, Jamie and Ollie. Ollie, is that his name? They're, like, they had, like, a relationship. The guy that he kissed at the end? I don't know what his name is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then there's, like, those other two people that were, like, dating that you have no... I don't remember their names. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah, Um, like, there's just so many questions on, like, all the characters and, like, what's really going on. Because the plot is easy to pick up, but I don't understand... I don't know any relationship in this whole show. Yeah, that was definitely a big thing we missed. It's just what those dynamics were between each of them and how they got started uh i think as well the the over the topness in some places um like the the guy that came out with the saw blade to cut oh my God, the, the, the little gate crew? yeah the maintenance crew coming <laughs> up but the it's just so funny because like the gate they're is just really, standing there looking at each other so thin and so small and it's like yeah you on you couldn't get through it <laughs> like oh, that was dramatic really montage of like him coming out with the whole posse behind him too with the saw blade and then he gets up to it and he's cutting through like an inch of metal like not even it's so funny (laughs) and then like then like the main like guard not karen but the other one that i told you about and then like like the head chef woman they just are like talking to each other like you're going down back off and he's like revving up the saw blade like (laughs) they're both just waiting for him to cut through it yeah oh my god she she was the funniest and it was just for the ending when she took off the captain's hat and said i'm the captain now and i said yeah (laughs) for one line delivery beautiful like (laughs) you had to do it i had to do Uh, it um but yeah stuff like that where i don't know it was just like and then they throw the smoke canister too and they're and then there's no point to it yeah there's no point to it it was just the smoke and people were like walking away and i guess some of them were gonna go get the the extra help but, and then they all came back with weapons. And then Jamie, I don't know where they got those weapons from. Like leaves to go through the walls and go through there. And he's like, no, no, no. Which, you need help out here. And it's like, do they? And also, can't you just wait to like with the whole posse to get through? I know why they had to do that. They had to like separate it yeah. and had to get them there. But it's like the way you set it up there, there's no reason why you couldn't wait to keep like or even bring more people because there's there's definitely more of like the the people than like the guards. There was like eight guards or like like crewmen. And then yeah. there's like the entire maintenance crew and then the entire workers. There's def- he could have expended like he could have brought at least another guy with him or two more, which let me let me bring this up because that's such a weird like plot thing that they did with they're like, oh go, oh no, he's going back in the walls. Like he's just going through a hallway into another room. Like what is this whole in the walls thing? Like it well, feels it, like it was also like a giant mystery. Who but... would be there in the hallway? Like all the crew are supposed to yeah. be out there fighting against the it's rest like, of the people. What's the big deal? It's like they're expecting you. I'm like no, they're not. <laughs> they're all right exactly. there, or they're watching um, what's going on with Vivian and that yeah. other girl that was like. Yeah, I don't know what was going on too. Why that rich lady was so upset with that girl and wanted like to like. Mom? kill her maybe i don't know i was in that uh compelled by it that was one where i would like check out every time it went back to it um yeah but I, the rich people were not fun but yeah yeah the that whole thing still yeah those like questions of some of the stuff is a little bit goofy um and has some plot holes in it 
but for the most part i think like what they were going for which is not like a high art version of this murder mystery like they were going for a something a bit more show like thing. yeah goofy comedic um kind of cool so, too yeah they did yeah. definitely try and lean in that i thought the one like truly excellent part of the show was when she when uh that one crazy crew guy was putting the meat hook up to the one dude i guess that Ollie was that was name. i really had that in there yeah i thought that was like that was a stroke a of true scene. brilliance there of the mm-hmm. whole show again the rest of it you know i can see how people can like find enjoyment in it um mm-hmm. especially i guess if they get invested in those characters in the early episodes but that was a scene where it's like okay like that is really well done and the way that they're mm-hmm. building that tension was quite solid uh, one more funny uh plot point i want to bring up that i like sat there for like two minutes at four in the morning debating on what happened you know when they all come in uh like through the elevator which is so weird they all stop like trying to kill those two like the two main characters because an elevator ding and they that's all also yeah come, very strange around. but what i was going to say was all of them come through and obviously they beat up all the crewmen none of them had a single drop of blood on them or on the weapons but then they come back to the crew and they're all like beat up and bloody and passed out. Did they just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like laughing all for like two minutes. I'm like, what? Did they just forget this in the show? Like, oh uh, yeah. I was didn't have the watch, budget for it. Yeah. Watch, I guess. Couldn't but dirty it all up. Did they spend all their money on that one chainsaw part? Apparently. Yeah. I just um, thought that was funny. Cause I was like, I don't know. Just like the, the, atten- the attention of the, the, the lack of attention to detail when it came to stuff like that and the inconsistency in the plot it's like funny but it's like there's a bit too much of it to be like okay like they really should have relooked at this show when they're going through like the edits and stuff like they missed kind of quite a bit funny though yeah the uh the guy said water off a duck's back yeah which i see that you put here he said it bonus points (laughs) don't give him bonus points for that that guy had the worst line delivery I've seen was, in a show recently. Yeah, it was Besides not great. Karen. Not great. Well, that's the thing, too. I guess, yeah, I was saying, like, oh, some of that has to be intentional. He really could have just been, like, trying to be a straight villain in that, and it was not working. I re- interpreted goofy. it as, like, this is meant to be partially goofy, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, maybe why was. some of those line deliveries make sense. But he did say the line. I think he gets bonus points because none of the other, like, like Branchwater's mentioned, but not that full title, what happens in Branchwater. The brains of the operation that didn't get dropped. My man said the phrase water off a duck's back. Fine. I'll give him like one extra bonus point. But like <laughs> out of every single word, the fact that he said the full phrase and he's just like the goofiest character. It just took me out of it. He said it. And I said, well, that's going to come up tomorrow. It's just recording. such a weird Why? like it's an actual phrase. But to like make that your episode title. And for the it. finale like why why was water off of doug's back like the one they went with i don't know that's just very funny to me i um, will give it credit i thoroughly enjoyed the amount of um scots in it <laughs> the for sure the, the the accents were fun i know that's all like natural so it was funny yeah to see it yeah it's a british show we had no idea so there you go is it a british show they were all scottish i would assume scottish irish they had like thicker accents. They weren't. They weren't like super British. I just love. I love when he was giving that speech. He's like, "Come on now, you don't know what they're doing. If we have to band together and stand against them." I don't think he had them, that strong so of an accent. But yeah, I, like I think it. it was. He did not. 
See, they Jamie all did not. Ryan, they did. It was four in the morning. I was so confused why they were all Scottish, <laughs> or at least most of it. They were like the the rich people seemed American, which is another right. weird thing that they were like all American, and like the poor people were. They were uh, not all Scottish. Well, though. not like she American, was. But she they was the one for sure. No accent. Well, you're saying yeah, the rich people. Not all of them were, but yeah, like that that captain guy was, and a lot of them else were. Um, but oh, for the looking this up. Oh, I guess he is English. But why did he sound Scottish? He did not. Maybe, that's what I'm saying. To me, were, to me, it you did. were too tired. Maybe, maybe it was like a, a certain dialect. Then are any of them actually Scottish besides Karen? What about Vivian? Northern Irish. She's Irish. The the girl that was getting killed by the chainsaw. Right. What about this guy? Who's Bingo Caller? Ah, oh, that's a spoiler. I guess I won't look at that for myself. Um. Bingo well, Claire. Ryan, I. To bring up a point really quick, because I'm looking at the cast list now, because uh, it said we're talking about the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it says here the sister at the end, stuff like that. Yep. Looking at this girl's face, it looks like it was the sister. Like yeah. The so the ending we saw on some other boat looking at the cruise ship, a woman's mm-hmm. face. And I was like, is this is this Pippa? Because we haven't seen the rest of the show to see all like the flashbacks. So I was like, I don't recognize her. But the way they're holding on her face makes it seem this has to be the sister so apparently she's alive somehow so but now that makes me wonder how did they go about disposing her body then is she like did they just well i guess it was sam that was supposed to kill her but didn't so maybe they maybe i don't know i guess i gotta watch the show but i mean i'll think about it are you gonna watch it i don't think so you don't think so yeah i i might add a curiosity because i hope that that last episode isn't a good representation of the show like i hope it's like genuinely better because we are missing some stuff and maybe i just i would not count on it but hey you do you and you report back to me because i will not be checking out the rest of it i think i was satisfied with you uh, hated all these shows i didn't hate them i just said i'm not i don't feel i need to go back and see the rest of it the tease we're gonna <laughs> what's get. the what, what's the end credit scene <laughs> yeah it's just when he had that nice moment with all i was like okay i guess they like each other he's like hold on a second Ole. and he walks outside and he's You're like crazy bro are you okay vivian <laughs> <laughs> this is not an excuse to keep talking like this i genuinely <laughs> think jamie walsh had a thick accent that lit that sounded like that i'm i'm telling the truth You're he's an english nutty. actor listen man you're so you don't like it when I talk off the like plot this, right Ryan. now. You're off the plot. You don't know nothing. <laughs> That's um, fine. I just thought it was a weird ending. Like, yes, it's happy, <laughs> but like also, did they really just tie up every single like rich person until those five helicopters came in? Also, where are those helicopters gonna land? I'm just I'm just asking. It's a big ship. Um, oh boohoo. All right, anyways. <laughs> the uh so what's your ranking? Just give the ranking for these Each three show? shows. Based off episode alone, obviously, I'll give Velma like a three out of ten. Because, well, not like... the star rating, not the rating, the ranking of these oh, three shows. Where you put them. <laughs> also, I don't know why I said ten. I meant to say five. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the ranking, I for enjoyment, it'll go number one, Miracle Workers. Number two, Wreck. Number three, Velma. But like, if I would actually go back and watch the show, I know I said I'd go back and watch Miracle Workers from curiosity. But talking about it out loud, I genuinely want to know more of like the background from Wreck. And it's only like five episodes. Oh, but wait, there's Hulu ads. Oh, I might need to find someone with like a Hulu premium subscription. And I would be like, yeah, I'll watch it really quick. Mm-hmm. But 
I will rewatch Miracle Workers at least a bit, and I might go back to Wreck, but I'll 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 do it as my first one. It it went Miracle Workers top, and then Wreck, and then Velma. Gotcha. I would agree. I think Miracle Workers, then Wreck, then Velma. I think that definitely my level of enjoyment mm-hmm. came in that order. Um, not too far off like Miracle Workers and Wreck, though, to be honest, because there were some elements of it that I was like, you know, intrigued by or curious about. Um, but that is also maybe just me being kinder to it, having. I mean, that kind of show, too, with how much, it. how much there was to watch. Like, I feel like comparing that to Velma, you kind of need to go back and watch more Wreck to understand the ending and probably enjoy the ending, whereas Velma... Like I like we talked about, you could probably make that in like two three episodes. The plot was so basic and it just wasn't entertaining. Whereas this, like, who knows? Maybe maybe every other episode leading up to the finale is actually better than the finale, and it's just a bit of a drop off. Like you never know. That's why I'm kind of curious about it, but we'll see. Is gotcha. it coming up? So, all right. So there we go. Our first attempt at episode roulette: Velma, Miracle Workers, and Wreck. Three shows, very different, very interesting experience. And then John possibly having two new shows to go through, Miracle Workers and Wreck. So we'll uh, hear from you next time you're on. We'll see if you (laughs) talk about any of them. follow up? (laughs) Yeah, we'll have a follow up. Um, Okay. That is all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show, you can email us at theboxofashowpod at gmail.com. Our main title theme for the show is sundown by joseph Mc... is it mcdade 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 okay cool <laughs> what were you gonna call him mcdaddy dad no no I, just, I didn't see the e and i saw that like the d-a-d was capitalized and i didn't see the e for a sec and i i just got scared i said mcdade wait is it mcdade <laughs> but also you read for dylan and i read for ryan so i got confused but i was even gonna say it I mean, you start, you picked it up well, and then McDade yeah. threw you off, so that's okay. Uh, if you like the show, please give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to, and be sure to tune in next week. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>